When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ruler Long Reads. The finest long form cycling features and stories from Ruler magazine. Ruler Long Reads is supported by Lacquer Bicycle Insurance. Go to lacquer.co and use the discount code RULER for a £10 credit. It took Mortenock both three years to pin down his fellow Dane Bjarne Rees for RULER, but it was worth the wait. It's a fascinating portrait of the 1996 Tour de France winner and team owner, a man of few words with much to say. Download the RULER app and the whole of issue 19.8 in which this feature was published is currently available for free. Use the code Bjarne. B-J-A-R-N-E, all capital letters. Please be aware this episode includes some adult language. But first, a short message from our sponsor. So I'm Toby Taupitz, the CEO and co-founder of LACA. We've been going for over two years by now, and we can confidently say that we are 25% cheaper than our competitors. So you save money with LACA while getting a unique and much better experience. One thing we're really, really proud of is that we're doing all claims in-house. So when you file a claim with us, it doesn't go to a third-party administrator in the middle of nowhere. It sits with us, with our claims handlers, who are no insurance people, but are actual um, bike mechanics. Fairly unique, we believe, and that really gives us a unique take on the customer experience. Being Bjarne by Morten Okbo Originally published in Rulo issue 19.8 Read by George Oliver Last night, Bjarne's flight was delayed. He got to the hotel at 1.30 in the morning and wanted to share a bottle of wine with his staff. We sat up for a couple of hours discussing, among many subjects, Tiger Woods' extraordinary comeback. Bjarne was in a good mood. In the morning, we got into his team car and followed a bike race. A race Bjarne won three times in his prime. His continental team were there as underdogs. It was uneventful. The riders are mostly young, learning the trade. Bjarne gave everyone an inspirational speech afterwards, and so everyone hugged each other and that was it. The whole thing dismantled in 30 minutes. His home in Denmark is one of those mansions you'd imagine he lives in. Austrian imported tiles, with 20 feet tall windows overlooking the park and the bay. View, water, of course. We arrive half-tired, but strangely also wonderfully wired. He wants to cook. I bought wine. We both want it to work. For three years we've been trying to get together. Meaning I have tried to get him to sit down with me uninterrupted for a couple of days. It's a lot to ask of someone who doesn't know you and is unsure of your intentions. Bjarne Rees doesn't answer the phone. He doesn't answer texts or emails, and when by chance I get him to respond, it is vague. He says he wants to do it when I'm ready. Weeks turn into months. 
For a man with six children, a couple of homes and, on top of that, Virtuous Cycling, an organisation which, amongst other projects, contains two bike teams with many employees, his communication is suspiciously slow. The whole thing seems unsteady or half-shaky. I ask around. Yep, that's Bjarne, people say. He's cautious. Things take time. A year passes. Small talk now and again. Text. 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 18 months. Now he's at his mansion in Weile. The tour of Denmark has just finished. I'm there. I call him. You're here. Yes, but he is sick. Doesn't feel good. I convince him I'll come and visit for eight minutes. Give me eight minutes, okay? We spend the afternoon in silence, watching, as it happens, the World Championships in Norway. His women's team makes a respectable appearance in the TTT, and Bjarne is pleased. However, his shoulder is hurting, so he apologises. He tries to be polite, but the minute I got there, he regretted it. When I leave, I convince him to meet me again. Bjarne ends with his signature smile, the half-smile. Okay, he says. The cornerstone of all promising beginnings. Okay, Bjarne. See you soon, Bjarne. All right, Bjarne, I say, holding his hand. It'll be another year. Bjarne is standing in his driveway. A blue pullover, a light blue and white checkered shirt underneath. Trousers are grey, shoes blue. Some shades of blue, or the use of too much, may come across as cold or uncaring and can dampen spirits. Not Bjarne's blue. His blue communicates significance and confidence without creating sombre or sinister feelings. It's a highly corporate colour. Think unity and conservatism. His team is blue. Team cars and bikes. The jersey. Royal blue. Superiority. Bjarne has his hands in his pockets. You can see the top edge of a gold watch on his left wrist. He's slightly hunched, one leg a little in front of the other. In balance. When he occasionally turns, he does it in balance. Stability, faith, heaven and intelligence. Here is a man who knows how to handle himself. Could he pass as a politician? The overall blue suggests steadfastness and sincerity. We are okay, the pullover is saying. The mansion behind him is created in open space and with freedom in mind. The surrounding park speaks to your imagination and sensitivity. Bjarne takes off his glasses while representing meanings of depth, self-expression and wisdom. An elderly male model. Tall, wide, worldly? Yes. The all-year tan. With a curious face. At times, he has a way of sticking it out in front of his head when he gets talkative. So what about these teams? My teams. Okay, so I have a women's world tour team. That will close at the end of 2019. And the men's team are at continental level. Well, nothing else will happen before we have the sponsors in place. That's obvious. Right now, there's probably room for one more domestic team on a higher level. The idea is to do it sustainably. Someone has to come up with a sustainable solution, and I don't see anybody doing it. We at Virtue Cycling look at it from different angles. After the photo shoot at the kitchen table inside again, he says, What is happening tomorrow at Liège-Baston-Liège? Jakob Fulsang is happening, you said so. I talked with him before Flesh Wallon. I told him that I didn't want to see him before the moor. And then he was there. Alaphilippe looked tired. It's time for Jakob to win the big classic. But anyway, what mechanisms are going on when we all pull up at a starting line? Where are we? And what are we doing? Who are the actors and who is making sure the actors are playing to the best of their abilities? 
tell me. We're here to perform and give the fans and viewers an exciting afternoon. That's what we are selling. Bike racing. And so these young bike riders need help when we are in the middle of a race and not just pre-race tactics and post-evaluation. You see them making wrong decisions. They forget. They are not concentrated. They slip to the back. They get pushed aside and don't know when it's important to use energy to get back again. You say before the race, save your energy. And they get confused about when to save and when to, say, close a gap. They're young people. It happens. I tell them to stay together and after 10 minutes they're all over the place. A simple thing. This is going on at WT level also. A young person is a young person. Sure. There have to be rules. It's a sport and the governing body is there for a reason, but please. I can think outside of the box and if you can't, that shouldn't be my problem. Wait, what? Just don't give me any shit about those radios. Young riders need guidance and coaching on the spot to develop their potential. I'll stand by at any time. Listen, an owner of a bike race is the owner. They can do whatever they want. I guess that's true. You said yesterday that you ought to work as a UCI consultant. You said it as a joke. Let's run with that now. What do you suggest? Coffee. Biana. I can't fix it, but I'm willing to try and find a solution. The half-smile. Cocky. Playful. A comeback smile. No man alive needs a comeback smile like Bianca Reese, because no man alive has had more comebacks. Also, no one has had more mood swings than Bianca Reese. When he is moody, he can become dark and annoyed, unpleasant, sarcasm instead of humour, alienating his surroundings. At times, it seems he's actively trying to become the loneliest man in the world. Maybe his instinct isn't to rely on people. Trust, history has taught him, can mean massive failure. So sometimes, the way he's been treated simply spills onto the next person. He uses people to absorb punches. However, when he's in a good mood, he's fantastic to be around. This is what people say. Funny, engaging, confident. Bjarne is a good drinker and a great storyteller. People say this. And as our days spent together evolve, I'll back the argument. Earlier. I talked to him while driving behind him after the race. No, I talked to his licence plate. Wait, I actually talked to the back of his head. It feels good. I see the back of his head in the rental car and I talk to it. I go, listen, people are waiting for your next move. You have been a first mover several times in cycling and first movers are always being chased. Right now, nobody will touch you. The reason is because they know you'll change a given organisation, most likely for the better, and that will make the current leaders look like fools. So you won't get a job on a team even if you wanted to. You simply take up too much room. The UCI won't touch you because of your history. You're in bed with Lance and Brunel. If you mess with the yellow jersey, well, don't mess with the yellow jersey. So we're waiting for your next move. The question is whether or not you have the energy to build this from the ground. Do you have what it takes to do this one more time? People talk about money and budget caps and David Brailsford has taken this to the next level and I know how he came to you to emulate your success and you told him to come up with his own ideas. I know about that and so nobody can keep up with him today. Nobody. But people run this sport, not money. Even if EF Education or Trek Sega Fredo had 50 million euros, it's still Jonathan Vortas and Luca Guercelena running the ships. Look at their rosters. They have good bike riders and they win zero bike races. This is speculation, but if TJ Van Garderen and Richie Port can't find either motivation or top form at the Tour of California in 2019, their team's home race, 
You think new pillows or eight separate washing machines is going to change that? So what's the plan? Now we're in the kitchen. I run the monologue again, this time to his face. Morton? Yes? You talk a lot. Well, what the fuck? You speak six languages and never say a word. I'm not fluent. I haven't lived in Denmark for 30 years. I speak these languages, yes, but I'm uncertain if my ideas come across. I can't do what others can do, when I'm in front of a crowd or give a speech to a potential client or sponsor. It's a lot easier for a guy like Waters to pursue an English-speaking sponsor than it is for me. Please. He had to go to Sweden to find a sponsor. Well, he might be a bad example. Let's drink some wine. Jesus, you have a wonderful home. I can't eat bricks, can I? Bjarne Rees was brought up in the Bible Belt of Denmark as a good country boy by the hands of his grandmother, because his father, as with most fathers of that generation, was a working man and not always present in the household, and his mother wasn't around. Grandmother instilled virtues of hard work, discipline, and an element of truth and fairness in a young Bjarne, and with all that in the bag, around the age of 19, he took his bike and went to Luxembourg. It went sideways instantly. Fixed races, gangster promoters, money and drugs behind curtains or under tables. It was deal upon deal and then some more deals, and Bjarne couldn't cut it. He left, angry and confused. After surfing teams, he finally found his spot as a loyal domestique for Laurent Fignon, and there he learned how to race, live and suffer like a pro. And when it was time, he cultivated a ruthless strategy, combined it with his analytic skills, and didn't look back. It worked. Bjarne Rees won the Tour de France in 1996, after having placed fifth in 1993, then third in 1995. The streets in Denmark filled with people. There were parades, rock concerts. That summer, kids wore the Team Telecom jersey. Pro riders were in the papers alongside politicians and rock stars. My own grandmother started asking questions. Morton, who is the rider with the bald head? That's Bjarne, grandmother. He won Liège-Baston-Liège. No, that was Ralph Sorensen, grandmother. Ah, have another cake, child. And what is Liège? Liège is in Belgium, grandmother. Those ashtrays I bring you. I see. And Belgium is... Nurse! By then, Bjarne was half myth, half icon. And then he kissed his wife and two small children goodbye and went to the Olympics in Atlanta, where he fell in love with the handball player Anna daughter Tonderup. She is talkative and charming. He is quiet and introverted. She is tall and dark-haired and he is tall and... Well, it seemed an odd match. But Bjarne had the better legs. Even men could agree on that. Maybe it would work. A Tour de France winner and a super gazelle who ended the games winning a gold medal with her team. Denmark had themselves their Nordic Beckhams. Almost. He almost had better legs than her. The sport had seen Rhys transform from an average pro rider to super domestique, to the peloton's natural patron. By 1996, he was the highest paid rider in the world, and even if he failed to win the Tour a year later, he delivered Germany's new wonderkind Jan Ulrich to the Champs-Élysées for another Tour win for the mighty team Telecom. A year later, when the Tour almost collapsed, it was Rhys who rode in front of the peloton negotiating with LeBlanc, hanging on the side of Jean-Marie's car. Bjarne's grandmother was turning in her grave, and the trouble was that Bjarne knew why. Suspicion circulated his head like the rings of Saturn. There were reports. Investigations came and went. Reese's trouble articulating his thoughts and desperate defence didn't help. When he didn't speak, it was called Ometa. And when he said, 
I never tested positive. It became the smartest and dumbest quote in the history of modern cycling. Smart because it was a perfect escape from further questions, it simply shut everyone up at the time, but it had its own destruction built into the base of the argument. What he was saying was that as long as you can't find any dirt, I must be clean. And because it was obvious to a general population that professional cycling was dirty, the doubt accompanied him wherever he went. Then came a crash, then came retirement. Now what? Biana finds himself a team. Over some years he rids the room of people who don't understand his vision because in cycling he is presenting a new one. Team building. Coaching. It was news to the world of cycling, but most on the outside shrugged their shoulders. In fact, you wondered how professional cycling was managed. Biana didn't care. He had seen the future. Slowly, Biana Rees built CSC, the most successful team in the world. Riders wanted to race for him and teams emulated what he came up with whenever he came up with it. Again, it worked. And then it didn't. Because then came the confessions. Biana is half forced to go on TV. It's an excruciating hour to watch. And in the end, when the entire world seemed on the verge of collapse, when people lost their homes and Lehman Brothers and Goldman Sachs employees walked out of their office buildings, even the bacterium of all bacteria, Texas's own Lance Armstrong, had to go airborne, and so he went on Oprah Winfrey's show and let her decide for him that it was time to stop lying because their biggest mistake, all of them, whether they were on their bikes or in their conference rooms, their biggest mistake was that they had kept lying to the world when the world had had enough of lying. In 2007 he came clean, and in 2008 his team bagged the yellow jersey at the Tour de France. Carlos Sastra was regarded as the first clean winner since who knows when. Andy Schleck won the youth classification, and the team classification was theirs also. Had he ruthlessly cultivated his team as he had done himself as a rider? Who knew? All we heard were rumours and all we saw was spectacular riding. Who cared? Victories alongside problems kept stacking up. Classics wins, world championships, Tour de France glory, Il Giro, Operation Puerto, even Basso, Tyler Hamilton, Jorg Yaksho, Michael Rasmussen. Then it was Fabian's bike. Then Biana's staff ran away with Leopard Trek. Alberto's stake. Oleg Tinkov, team owner. Team gone. Team manager, manager, gone. And then... Beep. Biana is hit by depression. This story begins 10 years ago at Liège-Bastogne-Liège. Andy Schleck fulfills what everyone thinks he can do, and I meet Bjarne Rees for the first time. He is walking towards the team bus in Ond after the race, and I stop him. Congratulations, a solo win. Hmm. Instinctively, I back away. He then continues down the parking lot. It's my first encounter with him. You'd think a victory at a monument with his young, sexy superstar would bring a smile. No. He looked annoyed. He didn't know who I was, and he looked at me like I was a huge disappointment to him. On sight, I annoyed him. Ten years later, it's the same. You have to earn his respect. Because it's how he's done it. Show what you can do. He demands of people to be as committed as he is. Other than that, forget it. So in 2009, Andy Schleck was fulfilling his talent. Truth, in hindsight, was that the young man probably wasn't cut out to be a professional bike racer. 
When he quit the sport, he had won, but not as much as his talent promised. The Schleck brothers are one of cycling's typical stories. We see new talent and we get excited, and then it often ends in something a little above average. The list is embarrassingly long. At the moment, an army of experts believe that young Colombian Egan Bernal will dominate Latour for a decade. Remember Jan Ulrich? And Marco Pantani? One each. My childhood hero won the Tour de France at his first try. Later, his most important domestique was Bjarne Reese, who then again later won the yellow jersey, and Laurent Fignon was happy for him until he wasn't and made a nasty remark. Then everybody began with their nasty remarks. Where's the jersey? Not sure. Come on, where is it? Luca, you're ashamed of that jersey. Well, your biggest win and you pretend you don't know where the jersey is. Explain that so I understand it. I was told by everyone that I was bad. Bjarne won, but he is bad. He is a bad man. All the newspapers. People in cycling. Everyone. I'm a cheat. I lie. That name. For years and years this was my story. And it was my life. You almost start to believe it. You have to understand that I stood alone when it all came down. A young man. I didn't have that much life experience. And nothing about how to handle this. How are you supposed to react? The consequences are unimaginable to understand. Telecom left me. I had nobody around me that could help, like with many other riders. It does something to a person, being in that position. Being Viana. What? Nothing. All his adult life, he has been fighting morale and instincts taught from a young age. How else do you survive in a dirty business? His defence system has been hammered again and again. At one point, you just look guilty. Even if Bjarne Reese has moved on, people are not done talking about his past, and what confuses him, or makes him sad, or arguably half-permanently depressed, is that he doesn't get to decide when the talk is over. Let me explain something. I won Le Tour, and then I had the best team in the world. For a long time, I was at the top. A long time. And then we had the confession. Denmark is a small country, and cycling is huge in Denmark. So of course, I'm the guy. It's what they talk about. And so when people see me, they go, there he is. What do you mean? They don't say, look, that's Bjarne Reese. No, they say, there he is. Because they're already talking about me. For a long time, this was my life. Imagine that. I see people's eyes on me and I hear everything. I pretend I don't, but I do. In Denmark. It happens in Italy also and in Germany because of the telecom years, and sometimes in Switzerland, where we live. My wife and I were walking on the streets here in Denmark one day, and some person started screaming from across the street, Hey, that's Bjarne Reese! Look, it's Bjarne! <laughs> it's crazy. My wife and I look at each other, like, oh, that's why we live in Lugano. Was he a drunk person? Bjarne! Bjarne Reese! <laughs> There is a strange thing going on with people surrounding Bjarne Reese. They approach him as if they are never too sure what to expect. It happens in stages. First, people come up to Bjarne. It's never the other way round. He gets approached. Someone wants something from him, and they will speak, and he will mumble something, or be very direct, and then it begins. People get half nervous, because they already know they bother him. He didn't ask them for an opinion. He didn't tell them to come forward, no. You came to me. So what do you want? 
And so now they can't articulate what they want, need or mean. Biana then loses patience, and that will get people more nervous. It happens in 30 seconds. And then we're in a situation that now only Biana can change. His mood decides the mood of a room, whether it's two people or an entire organisation. Biana decides whether we are going to have a good day or not. He has such charisma, good or bad, that people instinctively get on their toes and he can smell it. He can smell the forced effort. And so this performance that he unwillingly, perhaps unknowingly, has brought out in them makes him look at them in disbelief or disgust, and so that's his life. Turbulent loneliness. You understand all this? I ask him. Yes. How does that make you feel? What can I say? It's how it is, I guess. You're hopeless. Morton, give me a question. Let me think. Well, let's hear it. Have you become the man you, as a young man, aspired to become? That's the stupidest question I've ever heard. It is? How would I know as a young man what I would become? That wasn't the question. Well, it's a stupid question. Looking at it from the outside, it seems like no one in Bjarne Reese's professional life is able or dares to challenge him. On some level, he is a thinker, and he definitely knows about bike racing. But these permanent issues might lie in the fact that everyone around him either works for him or has been working for him at one point. Who challenges his decisions? He has two very successful shadow partners who are not involved in cycling and know nothing about it. They, like any other money man in professional cycling, like to fly around in a helicopter overlooking Latour, and that's their level of commitment. That's what they are buying. Front row seats at this planet's most impressive annual show. These men drift from pro cycling to Formula One to the Admiral's Cup. They play golf and own Michelin-style restaurants or racetracks and a couple of yachts. The reason they can't get enough money is because it's not about money. We call it greed, but they have an entirely different perspective on it. It's about the kill, the deal, the win. So they instinctively relate to and get drawn toward the killer instinct in top athletes. Anyway. You'd want to surround yourself with people smarter than yourself. It's how you'd grow. Perhaps Reese believes he is the smartest guy in the room, and at times he certainly is, but no one is the smartest guy in every room. And it might just be that since 1996, no one in professional cycling has told Bjarne Reese to shut up. Wait. Or maybe it's not like that at all. Maybe he has had a string of smart people around him to help him become who he thought he could potentially become, and so he demands his people to challenge him in order to fulfil his own potential, and that is simply not an environment for everyone. Royal Blue Let's try something else, I suggest. Ever wonder what would have happened to you if you'd stayed home? I dare not think about it. I actually met some of my classmates at one point, and I asked them about a reunion, if they would be able to set it up. They hate you, forget it. No, no, it would be fun to see them again. I even offered to pay for it all. And one day you got the bill. What? Oh, you mean... Thanks, Bjarne, great party. It happened. No, but I ran away. Back then, I mean. You had a purpose. Still, it felt like running away. Did it really? Who knows? When you haven't lived your life in your home country for so long as me... You can get a little defensive. Like there's something wrong with you. Yes, I get that. 
I think there's something fundamentally wrong with me for always wanting to flee a country everyone tells me is the best country in the world. I moved the first time when I was 19. Yes, I was that age. Home sweet home. I never understood that logic. Biana leaves the room and is gone for a while. I can hear him down the hall. I walk to the balcony and look out onto the bay. This house has been in the magazines for 20 years. Built like a half moon lowered into the ground. The park area continues into the woods, then onto the waterfront half a mile down the steep slope. I see deer while thinking of dollar bills. It's a beautiful night in Denmark, and Bjarne has six children and 200 bikes. Tomorrow, he'll proudly pull out custom-framed S-Works bikes made for the Schlecks and Cancellara that were never finished. I wonder what David Lapation is doing tonight. He seems like a gentleman, but as with all governing bodies, a person can't change a thing. I've lived in four countries and they're all the same. Some new half-talent rolls in and we're supposed to believe what is being offered and of course nothing is manageable because the system is set up to prevent anyone from touching it. Meaning changing it. Meaning rearranging funds and flow and ultimately power. Speaking of power, this robot in Japan, what was it? Its creators suddenly couldn't turn it off. The robot had decided that no, I don't want to be turned off any longer. And now this other one that they kick in order for it to learn not to fall over. They're teaching it to take punches. What if it gets angry? I'm waiting for it to teach itself that it gets angry when being kicked. I ramble. When I become president of the UCI, I have the age and no skills, I'll put Ariana Grande in a conference room together with my teenage daughter. They both have an attention span of three seconds on Spotify. Now, do a version of pro-cycling for the future because my generation is dying. Who is running ASO anyway? The grandson of a Maori. I imagine his first car was one of his father's Rolls Royces. Fucking chambermaid since he was 16. Programmed. Like with that robot. You think he's going to roll over easy? Hmm. Interesting, Bjarne says from down the hall. I completely forgot about my phone. Haven't touched it since we arrived at the house. He looks at the phone. Then his fingers begin to scroll. It's been six hours since I looked at my phone. Thank you, I go. What? Nothing. He's in the kitchen again, putting groceries and meat on the table. Man, I'm creative, he says with a huge smile. Not in the kitchen, of course, but still. Tell me about creativity. When I stopped, I was sick of it. This was in 1998-1999, and frankly, everybody was sick of cycling. I couldn't deal with it anymore. I wanted out. Nobody cared about racing. Everything was doping. All the questions went from talking about racing and strategy to defending your existence. In fact, I was so sick of it that I didn't take an aspirin for 17 years. You have to remember that when we raced in the 90s, we had to take all kinds of things. I'm not talking about doping. It was there, of course, but I'm talking about all that other crap that we today now understand was completely useless. Completely useless. Would these pills help your body, your mind or your performance? Nobody knew. We knew EPO and cortisone worked. Our mental health? Forget it. Most of everything else was a waste of money and time. Had I known this back in the day, I would have been a different rider. I would have had a different approach. I would have had another philosophy and I would have been a different person today. With my wife's knowledge of nutrition and health, and she has taught me all of this, I can look back and dismiss much of it. 
Look, what does a human body need? An athlete. What is healthy? What is not? Again, with those other medication and pills and tablets and so forth, back then this was considered healthy. It was. The teams were working on your health. Vitamins. That's good for you, right? But we failed miserably. Really? More than it was a total failure. But because of doping, the real doping, we rode our bikes fast. Listen, how do I explain this without people wanting to misinterpret it? There you go again, being defensive. Avant-garde, Bian. Always play to the top of the intelligence in the room. I just want you to understand where I am today. How I think. What Anna Daughter and I do for our children. How we teach them about the world. Remember, both she and I lived as top athletes. We know about painkillers and injections. Doping aside, we were eating steaks in the morning before the start of the peloton not too long ago. I'm looking at my steak on this plate. It doesn't communicate bike racing to me. Maybe people would listen if we asked them to come. Humans are sceptical of new ideas. Doping is not a theme in my life. It hasn't been for a long, long time. A long time. Take our children. If they even dream about doping, Morton, please. Did your father know about it? Why would he? I never told about it. Why would I? Why would he need to know about my affairs? Also, he didn't want to know. Wait a minute. Now it's your kids. You'd want to know. You just said so. What if they have that attitude toward you? Fuck you, Dad. I want to become world champion. Listen to yourself. Well, shit. In contrast to my own upbringing, we have raised them well. Anna daughter ended her career at 24. Morton, she couldn't walk without pills in the end. In 1997, they became world champions, but she knew she couldn't continue like that, and she didn't want to continue like that. Naturally, she wanted to understand everything about the body afterwards, because your instinct goes, that can't be right. Do I really need this to be able to perform? No. So I'm not concerned. My sons won't do it. I guarantee it. We have had those discussions. They have seen what their father has been through. You want to go down that way? I don't think so. And besides... If they do consider it, they'll have to pass me first. When you say it like that, we know how to prevent injury through diet, real nutrition and vitamins. We know what to do if they are injured. They are healthy beings. Sleep, eat, school, activities. I think we do a good job being parents. You're proud of them. I'm so proud of them. Wherever we go around the world, people are kind to mention it. Look, I have six boys. And 200 bikes. I'll show you some special bikes tomorrow. But listen. Maybe they won't become world champions. I have no problem with it. They are my children and they are wholesome as people. Maybe they lack the killer instinct that got me to the top. The ruthlessness. A killer instinct can be very useful. I see a lot of bike riders without it. Take the Schleck brothers. Frank had the most talent but Andy was more uncontrollable and also fragile. They came from a good family and were wonderful to be around. Polite. They were different, but with the same core values. Andy had the killer psyche. He willed it. But his older brother was probably a better rider. Then there is Fabian. We are motor pacing before the worlds, right? Five hours into the session and the rain comes. Pouring. I turn around and go, so... And he just points ahead. That's a world champion. Interesting, huh? Isn't that the most interesting part of your job? Wait, I'll open this wine now. I'll take it out of the case. What do you think? This will have a deep impact on Ruler Magazine's annual report. 
The sauce went down okay, despite how I mixed up yoghurt with milk in the store. A wonderful meal, Bjarne. Yoghurt sauce, my signature. Ha! So, to your question about creativity. Jesus, when did I ask about that? Was it yesterday or three years ago? You're impossible to work with. You understand that, right? I mean, surely I can't be the only one who says this. We're here now. Three years, Bjarne. Now is a good time. Okay. Creativity. As a writer, I tried various things for myself. Always experimenting with, for example, tea and alternative treatment for ailments. Same with the bike. Always wondering about how to make the bike go faster. I'm naturally interested, and I have this urge for optimising, and I believe it's common sense and even a healthy approach. I mean, to life in general. Cheers. Cheers. We eat in silence. With Biana, there is a lot of silence. You call him on the phone and he goes, hmm, and then nothing. You wonder if he's there. Hello? Things don't flow naturally. Already the story is too long. What I respect about Biana, or any other person of his calibre, is how committed they are to excellence. It's contagious to be around. People who know how to drive themselves. It reminds me of wanting to make that effort myself in my own life because, let's face it, most people are lazy as fuck. And there is nothing more unappealing in this world than lazy fucks. Also, when you look like me, a pale red-headed stepchild with no practical skills, you really don't want unappealing added to your character. I work hard in the name of self-preservation. We hang out through the night. Stories, trophies, good times. People who know him are right. Bjarne is wonderful company when he's relaxed and sure about your intentions. In the wine cellar, there are signed bottles from the telecom crew. Special edition stuff. A barrel filled with cork. On top of one of the shelves, there is a gold plate with his name on. It says, Tour de France winner, Bjarne Rees. What's that? The city of Herning made it for me and they had it engraved on the sidewalk at the town square, right where the bars and restaurants are. People are walking past it or on it all the time, I guess. That's nice. Yes, and so this one I keep in here. This is mine. And let me tell you something about this plate, Morton. Go on. He leans forward and almost whispers it into my ear. This is the only one they haven't pissed on. <laughs> Really, I wanted to write more about his clothes. Bjarne Reese has impeccable taste. You've been listening to Bjarne Reese by Morton Okbo from Rula, issue 19.8. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack. 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.